On March 28, the IMF published its staff report for the 2022 Article 4 consultation. This report is often dubbed the IMS Korea Report by the domestic press, and it contains IMF staff's analysis on Korea's current economic condition and their subsequent policy recommendations. Now, in the aftermath of its release, every year research institutions, government agencies, and political parties review and utilize the very IMF recommendations. It is used both to legitimize or even attack various policies, so as you can imagine, it holds quite the leverage. So today we wanted to get a closer look at this 2022 IMF Korea report. For this, we connect with Professor Yang Jun-sog, economics professor at the Catholic University of Korea. Good morning, Professor Yang. Good morning. Uh, frankly put, I see the headlines, but I'm not well aware of the implications. Could you first explain for our listeners who I assume don't understand it either, what is Article 4 Consultation? Okay, well, one of IMF's core responsibilities is to oversee the international monetary system and monitor the uh, economic and financial policies of the uh, member economies. That's called surveillance. And surveillance takes place at global, regional, and country levels. Uh, IMF identifies potential risks to stability and recommends appropriate policy adjustments needed to sustain economic growth and promote financial and economic stability, according to their own website. Mm -hmm. And uh, they they, uh, do this uh, on bilateral base as well. They meet members, uh, economies, and they talk with various uh, members, uh, Mm -hmm. such as uh, government officials, politicians, Mm -hmm. uh, and the the, uh, staff team collects economic and financial information Mm -hmm. and discusses with officials the country's economic developments and policies. Mm -hmm. And IMF tries to uh, identify stability and growth risk uh, that may require uh, policy adjustments. Mm. Note that this type of monitoring is just not unique to IMF. Other international organizations do it as well. OECD does it every year. WTO does it every four years or so, mm. except they all have slightly different emphasis. Uh, WTO uh, concentrates on trade. Mm. OECD concentrates perhaps more on economic growth and uh, security net. But still, uh, that's what these international organizations do. Uh, and on for IMF uh, bilateral monitoring, they come on annual visits to uh, member con- uh, countries and they visit government and central bank officials. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they, uh, these discussions tend to uh, focus on exchange rate, uh, monetary, fiscal and financial policies, mm-hmm. uh, macro critical uh, structural reforms and so on. Mm-hmm. And they also meet with uh, people from businesses, labor unions, and civil societies. Uh, and basically, uh, the IMF here wants to uh, maintain financial stability, uh, both domestically and internationally. Mm-hmm. So that's their focus. Mm-hmm. And for Korea, for uh, uh, the latest visit took place mostly in 2021 up to January 2022. And, well... Uh, these report, uh, even though the uh, visits took place uh, mostly last year, the report was written up and submitted to IMF's executive board on January, and they looked at it. They also had consultations with uh, uh, 
Korean government over the final report, mm. and that's why it came out in March. Mm. Uh, but a bit of inside information, much of the information in the report is from Korean government and Bank of Korea itself, mm. and there is negotiation between the country and IMF on what will be included in the final report. Uh, so uh, unless there are really, really serious differences between the government and IMF, uh, they tend to de-emphasize any differences that mm. the uh, staff and government uh, domestic country may have. Mm. Uh, so uh, they tend to be, again, unless there are serious disagreements, they tend to just uh, sort of reinforce each uh, IMF and uh, the government's point the of view. The central government's so point of view, right? Yeah, so uh, they are very rarely in disagreement. Mm. And we should also note that because most of this was written by January, uh, it does not include anything uh, that's uh, due to the uh, Russian invasion of the Ukraine. Mm. So a lot of their conclusions, a lot of their numbers uh, may be off because mm. of that, because of all this was written before the uh, Ukraine invasion. Which is something that we want to cover just a little bit in detail. So the Article 4 consultation for Korea was completed before the Ukraine crisis. That's something to consider. Uh, IMF report includes economic projections for 2022. So let's look at the headline IMF projections. What is IMF estimated growth for Korea in 2022? It does seem like it, it overlaps a little bit with uh, central government's projections as well. Yeah, Korea, uh, they predict that Korea will grow by 3.0 in 2022, and that projection is roughly similar to government projection, which is 3.1, and Bank of Korea's projection, which was 3.0, uh, which was released in February. Mm-hmm. So all these uh, numbers are in agreement with each other, uh, which makes sense since uh, they're probably based on the same data. Sure. But again, the uh, problem is the uh, domestic, uh, these calculations were made before the uh, Ukraine invasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these numbers are likely to be off unless the invasion uh, finishes very, very quickly. Uh, mm-hmm. And then IMS other projections includes the consumer price inflation will raise rise by 3.1% on mm-hmm. the average. Uh, it will be... Uh, Higher at the beginning of the year, it will be lower at the end of the year, 2.5% by the end of the year. Uh, so uh, it agrees with a lot of uh, domestic and uh, foreign projections, which says that uh, inflation will go down at the end of the year. But again, these numbers were made before the uh, Ukraine invasion. So chances are it'll be higher and longer than mm-hmm. what the uh, estimates are uh, going to be, mm-hmm. and price increases are now uh, beginning to be felt beyond the uh, grain and energy prices, uh, in, in going moving into things like cement uh, and uh, feedstock, and uh, meat prices are going to be starting to rise as well. So inflation, I think, is going to be uh, higher for longer than what IMF estimates, not only for Korea, but for other countries as well. Mm-hmm. They also estimate that the uh, current account surplus, the uh, tra- uh, more or less the trade surplus, mm-hmm. will be $80.3 billion, which was only slightly less than uh, 2021 Korean numbers. Uh, but again, that I don't think that's going to be likely this year uh, because uh, as the oil prices go up, Korean trade it's going to be more likely to be in the deficit rather than the surplus, which, mm. which is what we're seeing in the last few months. Mm. So 
unless the war changes very quickly mm. and the uh, prices settle down, mm. we'll probably have a trade deficit this year. Mm. And they also estimate that the uh, central government debt will reach 51.1% of GDP. That's uh, in line with government estimates. Mm-hmm. Uh, and external debt that Korea owes to foreigners will be 38% of mm-hmm. GDP this year. Uh, and again, uh, the uh, inflation, which is very important for uh, uh, not only for domestic economy, but also financial uh, stability, that's going to be probably a lot higher uh, than what the IMF estimates. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't think it's their fault, mm-hmm. but still. Uh, the uh, Ukraine uh, invasion was a surprise, uh, but still, I think we're going to have a rougher year than what the uh, numbers indicate. Uh, Professor Yang, I do want to ask you, does the IMF always heavily rely on government data to conduct their Article 4 consultation? Because I had assumed that if the government is in the wrong, the IMF would hold those governments accountable. But it seems that, as you've said, it's very much in line with the data that the Bank of Korea has revealed. Well, no, uh, no organization has mm. a better uh, set of statistics uh, inside uh, their own country than the government. That's true. So, mm. uh, so basically, uh, the uh, government supplies numbers not only to the IMF, but also to places like OECD and WTO, uh, which they use to make their own estimates. Mm. And inter- because they have all these international data, uh, uh, if you look at international data, international estimates, they're likely to be a lot better than what the uh, uh, Korean government or virtually all domestic governments can make. Mm. So they do have a better handle on international data. Mm. But uh, for domestic data, because they do not get everything, because, well, they do have uh, IMF representatives inside Korea, they do a lot of fact-checking. They uh, These statistics do uh, need to be consistent over the board. So if there's anything wrong with the data, they can also tell uh, something wrong, uh, if there's something wrong in that way, whether they are consistent with one uh, each other. Mm. Uh, but still, that they do not have as much extensive data as the uh, domestic government, uh, and they rely mostly on domestic uh, government to supply them with domestic data. Uh, Professor Yang, as you've alluded to, the president-elect's transition committee has vowed to restore fiscal soundness in the country. While the IMF brought up the problems of current household debt and government deficit, uh, this is domestic news agencies pointing out that IMF did seem to advocate more government spending. Uh, IMF indicated that Korea has room to increase fiscal policy and government spending. So I do wonder, did they provide their reasoning for such a statement? Okay, well, this is a big contention between domestic and foreign economists. Uh, Domestic economists think that current level of 50% uh, government debt to GDP ratio is already too high. uh, But most advanced countries, and IMF does consider Korea an advanced country, have uh, debt to GDP ratio of uh, between 60 to 120%. Uh, Japan has uh, debt to GDP ratio as high as 200%. So based on those numbers, uh, and they're not in financial panic uh, because of that uh, higher debt-GDP ratio. Korea can uh, have higher debt-GDP ratio uh, to uh, carry out fiscal policy. Uh, The domestic economists, though, uh, they are worried because Korea is not a traditionally uh, advanced country. It has become an advanced country only within the last 20 30 years or so, and then uh, Korea does have a 
very uh, large uh, demographics problem, uh, larger uh, number of retired people coming up very soon, higher than even in Japan. Uh, so uh, we will be uh, spending more on welfare policies. We will be going into deficit. So th- this is a big contention between the uh, domestic economists and foreign economists. And IMF, obviously, they're manned mostly by foreign economists. And because Korea's numbers are just lower than the advanced countries, they do feel that Korea has more room to engage in fiscal policies. But we should also note that uh, they, uh, they say we should not blindly spend money. Uh, we should concentrate on raising productivity, uh, providing a social safety net. They uh, emphasize automatic stabilizers, which is basically unemployment insurance. Korea mm. should set up a better unemployment insurance system. And the reason is, is that we saw this in last year, uh, because Korea does not have a very good set of automatic stabilizers, it requires government and political intervention to uh, increase welfare during times like the pandemic or the financial crisis. And what happens is that that becomes politicized. Mm. So uh, mm. instead of sending the money to the people who uh, people who need it at the uh, time that they can use the money, you have to wait for political discussions. Mm. How much money will be given is affected by political discussions. Mm. And very often you not only miss the opportunity, mm. but you send in the wrong amount at the wrong time. Mm. And it also, that also contributes to inefficient use of money as well as larger government deficits. So, but automatic stabilizers, the political consideration doesn't enter it. Mm-hmm. You send the money when these people lose their jobs. So it's out of the uh, political arena mm-hmm. and the amount is given fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. So that's the uh, type of policies that they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, try to give the money to them, uh, to the people who need it without uh, politics, which may blow up the uh, deficit. And also they are in favor of a fiscal rule, uh, which has been talked about in Korea, mm. to try to rein in deficits during normal times. Mm. Professor Yang, we've been warned that at this rate, Korea's pension program will quickly run out of funds. What does the IMF suggest on the topic of pension reform? Uh, pension reform, they do uh, they advocate things that a lot of uh, advanced countries are doing. Basically, you have to raise the amount of money that people get, mm-hmm. uh, people, uh, people receive, sorry, uh, mm-hmm. sorry, uh, people are taxed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you need more money in the pension, so you need to raise taxes. Mm-hmm. And then because people are uh, living longer, you, uh, you want the people to uh, start getting the money later on, not mm-hmm. at uh, 60 or 65, but perhaps push it up to 68 or 70. And this has been done in a lot of European countries and the United States. But problem is what you need to do uh, with that is to raise uh, retirement age as well. And mm-hmm. that's becoming a very controversial topic, mm-hmm. not only because the uh, younger people feel that older people are maintaining, uh, sticking onto their jobs, reducing the number of jobs that younger people get, mm-hmm. but also because the uh, older people were expecting to retire uh, somewhere between the age of 60 and 65, which mm-hmm. is what Korea has traditionally done. But now they're asking the older people to work for longer, uh, and that doesn't settle well uh, with some people, but uh, we're probably going to have to do at least some 
uh, kind of pension reform in the relatively near future. Otherwise, we're just going to run out of money. Uh, Professor Young, uh, we're almost out of time, but I do want to ask you before we let you go. We can also infer that the IMF gave a boost to the Korean New Deal program. Uh, What do you make of that? Well, uh, the uh, IMF, as virtually all economists, uh, even with the... uh, uh, the uh, announcement of prime minister that took place yesterday, everybody agrees that Korea needs to raise its uh, productivity, raise the efficiency of the economy. And as a point of that, uh, the uh, IMF uh, advocated the uh, policies that were in Korean New Deal. And they even listed every uh, a lot of the past IMF recommendations, which are part of the Korean New Deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, so uh, should Korea maintain uh, Korean New Deal? Uh, that is, I think, up to the uh, next government. Uh, but I think what IMF does agree on, more importantly than whether Korea should maintain the uh, Korean New Deal or not, mm-hmm. is uh, policies that are required to raise productivity. That includes not only uh, making the uh, uh, new industries, more productive industries uh, online, but also things like labor market uh, flexibility. And if you have labor market flexibility, you also need a uh, better social safety net. So all these things are interconnected. Uh, Professor Young, we hate to rush you, but your answers seem so vital to today's conversation. I do want to ask you your fifth question. The domestic news reports have emphasized the similarities and differences between IMF recommendations, current government policies, and of course, President-elect Yoon's policies. Some news media reported that IMF looked at tighter lending regulations, such as LTV, DTI, and DSR favorably. Why is this? Well, you have to remember that uh, the uh, desire to get a house it's not really an economic desire. Uh, the uh, policies to provide more housing that people can buy, uh, that's a political goal. That's a social goal. It's not really an economic goal. Economics-wise, what's important is that you have a shelter, uh, you have a house or an apartment, not necessarily whether you own it or rent it. Uh, so that is not an economic goal, at least from the point of view of IMF and a lot of these other international organizations. And LTV, DTI, and DSR, those are meant not only to make sure that the borrowers are able to pay their uh, debt, but uh, because they try to reduce uh, bankruptcies of uh, borrowers, they're also a, a safety net uh, for the financial sector. Mm-hmm. They call uh, The IMF referred to them as macroprudential regulations, which means that it contributes to the security and stability of the financial sector because people do not borrow too much that they cannot repay and bring down the financial sector. Mm-hmm. So uh, the goal of the IMF is financial sector uh, stability. Uh, it's not providing homes to everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, they tend to be in favor of whatever measures that increase the stability mm-hmm. of the financial sector. Mm-hmm. That uh, includes lesser uh, debt going to people, uh, lesser uh, household debt. So that's why they're advocating these regulations. Mm. Uh, But they do also recommend that uh, Korea do have more housing for lower-income households. Professor Yang, before we let you go, anything else to finally know from the IMF staff report for the 2022 Article 4 consultation? Well, these are of interest to the economists, so uh, I don't go into too much details. But Mm -hmm. there is also a lot of technical testing to see whether Korean economy, Korean financial sector 
is uh, open to uh, danger, open to instability, and at least for uh, this year, which was um, calculated from last year's data, Korea is not obviously open to a lot of vulnerabilities that IMF is looking for. Mm -hmm. So at least on that side, we seem to be safe for now. Uh, but still, as I uh, keep on emphasizing, this was done before the uh, Russian invasion of the Ukraine, and that has changed situation somewhat. Mm -hmm. uh, so we should be reading this report with that in mind. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, Ukraine situation has made some of the variables worse, especially inflation. Uh, so uh, mm. we should expect some of these numbers to be wrong. All right. Thank you very much, Professor Young, for such a detailed report. We'll speak to you again soon. Thank you. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.